Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor and my friend, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. I'm super excited to get to talk about the book that we're talking about this time because I by accident found this author and I'm a little obsessed. I completely get it. I have the next two books on <laughs> already and the first book because I didn't read that one before this one. Um, so on this quick shot of romance, um, we are reviewing Single Shot by Pippa Green. This is book two in the Minnesota Raiders series. Um, I happened to stumble upon this series in Kindle Unlimited. Pippa Green is a pen name for two authors, but we are not sure who the two authors are. They have zero social media presence. They have a website and a newsletter, but that is it. We do not know who these two authors are that write this series together. Yeah, I need to read all of these books so that I can start figuring it out because I don't even have a hunch. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. There are seven books in this series. It is all professional hockey players, single dads. So, and they call themselves, oh my God, now I can't think of the name they call themselves. Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. The single single dad hockey players club. Yeah. Or something. They're so funny about it. Like you made, (laughs) but they do have a name anyway. um, Okay. Read us the synopsis from Goodreads. The Minnesota Raiders PR guru calls me into her office. No big deal, right? I'm Dominic James. I'm the goalie with the most and the with the most and the most charming player we've got. And now I'm supposed to use my charm to win over the journalist who's going to be tailing me for two weeks. Two weeks. I start out with nothing against Theodora Brown or what she does for a living. Then I get a glimpse of the sexy ice queen and her bad attitude. She hates sports, especially hockey. More specifically, she hates hockey players. She hates me. Nobody hates me. And I've never even met the woman before. This is going to be a tough two weeks. Then the walls around her heart start to crumble and she gives me a taste of the softness underneath. A softness I want to protect. I want to know. I want to love. Except love wasn't supposed to be part of the equation. And Fia wants nothing to do with me. She's too busy looking over her shoulder, running from her past. There's one thing I have to keep in mind at all times. I need to give her the best angle for her story on the Raiders and the single dad hockey players club that I can be. Or the article she writes will ruin us all. Looks like I've got a single shot at claiming Thea's heart before our two weeks are done. Is this a goal I can manage or will I bungle it before the buzzer sounds and my time is up? Okay, so it is. The club is called the Single Dad Hockey Player Club. That is the name they give their little squad of seven guys. And they're hilarious. They are hilarious, these dads. And I, I just love them all. So the release date on this is July 13th of 2021. This is book two in the Minnesota Raiders, but it's actually technically book three, but I don't know where book one is. It might be a newsletter exclusive. (laughs) Um, And the tropes are single dad, divorced. uh, It's a hockey romance, second chance at love. Um, Put out percentage is 51%. 
and content trigger warnings on this domestic violence in the past and an ex stalker for her. Um, so let's talk. Let's just start with Mr. Dominic James himself. He is the goalie. He is the quintessential good guy of the team. Like he is Mr. Positivity. Yes, but that positivity also includes him thinking he is literally a gift to all of mankind. Like there's no lack of confidence in anything he does. Um, but it, like that it's it like his kindness keeps it from tipping over into arrogance, but he is very confident. He is um. very confident, <laughs> but he doesn't now see, I didn't read him as arrogant on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like he was the quintessential good guy he's the guy that so this is book two there's a nanny that is now the fiance of the player of book one who made the story a little bit and then the uh pr person from the team she's also the daughter of the owner of the team and she kind of plays into this book a little bit but everybody likes him he's the guy everybody likes yeah, he's a helper. Like he's always willing to go the extra mile to help people out. He's super kind. And yeah, he doesn't understand. Like nobody dislikes him because of the kind of person he is. So he's he just gets completely and utterly baffled by um Fia <laughs> because she is not uh charmed by him at all. No, she is not. And it's funny because so James is divorced. He ha- is the solo father for his son, who I think is about six or seven, eight-ish, I think. Yeah, like, like so second or third grade. But he is, even though his ex-wife is a total, oh, I don't even like, know what to call her. Kind of just flaked out. She did. She's a dancer, a professional dancer. She is traveling with, you know, Broadway travel shows. And she pretty much decided being a mom and wife to a professional hockey player wasn't for her. And she was going back on the road and just left them. Yep. Yeah. And and that's actually, that's one of the things I really liked about this series and the single hockey dads player club, because like a lot of hockey romance, um, you know, there's like the secret baby being dropped off on the doorstep. There's like, you know, they're, they're players and things like that. You're seeing a totally different angle with a lot of these guys because they're not, um, players. They're, you know, single dads taking care of their kids. They're, you know, managing situations where they've either had like a tragic situation with their spouse, or they just picked like an absolutely horrible spouse to start off with. And I think it like to see something that was so in line with like celebrity romances, because like so many celebrities change, <laughs> they change spouses like as often as the average person changes clothes. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it was like a really unique take, I think, on the hockey player um, yeah. genre. I do too. And I think that the other thing I loved about these is they are all family men, but also professional hockey players. Like their family matters and it's important, but it doesn't dilute or distract from what their career is. I mean, there's like a really healthy balance. Like, yeah, we can make it work. We can do things. Um, And James kind of proves that he proves that he can be a focused, interested dad and a professional goalie that is, you know, at the top of his game. Yes. 
Um, so let's talk about Fiodora. Fiodora was, first of all, she is a hard nut to crack. She has walls in place. She is not letting people into her life, into who she is. Not at all. And I think that comes from her background. We learn a little bit about who she is and how she was raised. She was raised in a military family. She has two or three older brothers. And she's the only girl. And she's a disappointment because simply because she is a girl. Um, and she doesn't have a relationship. Her dad thinks that she's frivolous and she does not really have a relationship with her parents at this point. Yeah, not even really her siblings. Like she's kind of just out on her own. There's no one really advocating for her. And um, like you see uh, very quickly in the story, um, she gets taken under the wing of the Raiders. Uh, her and the PR uh, person become very close friends and it drive like that drives the story. And it's actually one of the reasons like Fia starts to open up. Like you start to see a different side of Fia because she... Man, opening up to Dominic was not easy for her. Like she resisted and then she resisted some more. <laughs> and well, then even after the mistakes were made, she was still not on board. She doesn't um, have a soft place to land at all. And Tori is the PR, Victoria or Tori um, is what her name is, is the PR person and the owners of the hockey team's daughter. And Victoria is the one who sets in place that she's going to shadow um, James for two weeks to get this inside scoop of what it's like to be a member of the Raiders hockey team. And Fiodora or Fia, as James gives her the, or Dominic gives her the name, gives her the nickname Fia, which she hates. <laughs> and she tells him in oh so many words, how much she hates it. Um, she uh, is, goodness, like, I feel bad for her. I just, I feel bad for her because she doesn't want to write a hockey romance. She doesn't want to do or it, but a hockey worse, story. Even worse, like, she is probably the equivalent of, like, Dominic is one of the key team members. Like, obviously, as the goalie, he's super important to the team. But then being an elite hockey player at his level, he's also critical to the team. Like, he knows they're just not going to trade him because of how well he does. But Fia, her, she has a similar level of confidence in her job specifically. And her, even in her conversations with her boss, they talk about, like, how good of a journalist she is. But her boss puts her in a situation where she has no no security at all in this situation and it's a very uncomfortable situation for her because of her past um her ex was a hockey player as well and it was a very bad experience for her um and like basically she's in the situation where she has no choice but to do this story or she's going to get fired because <laughs> her boss like flat out tells her that She's the best person for the job. She's the best writer they have. And that he knows the only way to get her to do it is to threaten to fire her if she doesn't. So yeah, it, it's really a bad situation for her. And the ex is the opposite of Dominic, the absolute opposite of him. That being said, Theodora has put all hockey players into the same category as her ex. So even as she has a tra attraction to Dominic, she is not interested in 
pursuing it. Even when he's like, he does some really nice swoony things for her. Like he tries to walk her to her door. He, you know, opens the car door for her. Like that happens constantly in the story. And she's pissed about it. She hates it. She's tired of it. It makes her mad. And because in her mind, it's only because she's a journalist that he's doing that. She cannot believe that he's an actual good guy. Yeah, but then like being exposed to him 24 hours, my favorite scene was the poker night when she sits in the corner and is trying to be immune to them and like to glean all the gossip. And then she's sitting there listening to these hockey dads talking about their kids and (laughs) like there's no rowdy story to stories to tell. It's just very like your average like person coming home, hanging out with the guys after work and talking about like you know, normal things. Like she starts to realize that like these are normal people and that maybe there's more to the story than, um, than she thought there would be. Right. I mean, she expected, you know, lots of puck bunnies and, you know, (laughs) drunken nights and chaos. And really they're just a bunch of dads complaining about their kids, not eating their vegetables or picking up their toys. Yeah, she calls them boring, like in her thought process. And because it's dual perspective, you get both of their thought processes. In one of her chapters, she's like, they're pretty boring. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing exciting about these people. Um, <laughs> except that I, they play hockey. <laughs> except, that, except that they play hockey. Um, so I think one of the things that I really I'm enjoying about Pippa Green and the stories they write is they are a perfect balance of hockey in family life, like we see both things. We have locker room moments um, and we have the home life moments. And there's a great scene between Dominic and his son where his son is like, yeah, my dad cooks. And Fiodora is like, what? He cooks? And he's like, yeah, he makes things that are really good. And I think he makes, does he make like spaghetti and meatballs, I think? I can't remember, but he does cook for her. And that's when, that's like one of the, points when like she really starts to change her mind about what kind of person he is right right um and I also Dominic is such a carer too like he is very clear to be like and we are off the record anytime my son is in a room that is not fodder that is you know off the record it is background you cannot say anything and she's very respectful of that she is very very respectful of his relationship with his son, but she also falls in love with his son because he's adorable. He's a super cute kid. But he's also written like there. I think we talk about this in some other podcasts too, about like the way the kids can sometimes take over the story, but there's not like, there's a very well balanced, very good balance there. And he's almost like a linchpin for their communication because she doesn't have the same walls with a kid that she does with Dominic. Like she's very leery of him. Whereas like, obviously a kid rarely, if ever has (laughs) bad intentions. So like her interactions with him really show a different side of her too. Like, I guess like a softness that isn't there in her interactions with the hockey team at first. Well, and Tori kind of takes Fiodora under her wing and invites her to meet some of the nice women. Cause there is a mean girl group um, <laughs> of hockey wives of wags. Um, and Tori invites Fiodora to meet some of the nice women. So the woman that is book one, which is, and then, Technically, 
the real book one, those two women are introduced to Fiodora and they go to the name of the club, I think, is like the Flying Squirrel. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, I think it's like the fi- Flying Squirrel um, Club or something like that. And there's a table reserved for them. They get rip roaring drunk and Dominic has to come and pick Fiodora up. <laughs> everybody's getting picked up because these women are trashed trashed Um, (laughs) but I like that moment because she lets her walls down and she connects to those women and kind of shows who she is and you know if that's one of the things I liked about it because like Fia she's very isolated at the beginning and you get to see like first the females embrace her and she kind of finds her place with them and then as the story progresses she really starts to find her place with Dominic and then you know by the end of the story like her her place I just love the way it's written because it's such a growth story for her and I don't know. It's like, kind of, I guess, kind of a little bit of a Cinderella story for her to go from like a situation where she had so little um, to fall back on to like having a very solid foundation in the end. And I really like that for her. It made me feel good. It was such a feel good ending, especially like everything you see her go through in the story. Like, man, that girl was a fighter. She really was. And she crawled out of the bad situation and tried to put her life back together and she always goes to the side of right. She doesn't do the cheap shot. She doesn't take the easy way out. She sticks to her guns and to her principles. And I think one of the things I loved is the overarching theme of this story to me was overcoming your past and not all people are the same. Even if they hold the same job or do the same things, they are not the same people. And you have to find trust and love in each individual yeah. person. And Fiodora, she learns that. She learns that it's okay to trust Dominic. He is not her ex. Yeah. It was so good. It, I I love this it, story. Anyway. It was. It was. And it was written, like it moved at such a fast pace. Like there was, I don't know if it was a shorter book than normal, but it felt like it read like a really fast book because it just moved it had such a nice flow from like chapter to chapter that there was always something happening or like, I think it it's about really hard to put down. It was, I really think it's hard about 225 pages for the book. So, I mean, they're not gigantic. They're great stories, but they're well-developed characters. Sometimes a shorter book can cause you, it might feel like it ends abruptly or that there's not enough character development. Th- this story did a great job. It moved forward. There was great character development. It just, it really was complexity, a lot of complexity. Yes. And underwritten tones and themes too, that we don't always get. um, And I really enjoyed. So let's ask our questions. So Lindsay, did you like this book? (laughs) Yes, very much. (laughs) Um, I did too. Also, I need to stay off of Amazon though and Kindle Unlimited, but I've been searching for like authors we've never read before to kind of keep things interesting. And this is a great new hockey series that I am 
so excited to find. Yes. And the eighth book I think is coming out soon. And when it, one, like, let's talk about the books and the volume of books. There's seven books. And this is the second in this series from July of last year. So yeah. there's a lot of books to work through in a very short period of time, which is amazing. And then the other thing, like the book that's coming out, um, soon. I think it might be later this month, actually. Like I've already got that one pre-ordered because I read that one and I was like, this is my catnip. Like I cannot wait. I can't remember the blurb, but I remember seeing it. And I was like, oh, that is going to be straight to Kindle at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be sleeping the day this drops. Um, I, yeah, like I read book one because I was looking for hockey romances to feature for our last hockey draft that I went up against Heather with. And I, you know, I was trying to find the unexpected hockey hero and I came across these books and I'm like, I don't even know who this author is. And there are seven books. What? And then I'm like, oh, these are really good. <laughs> I kept telling everybody, you guys got to try these books because <laughs> we do love our hockey romance. So who we would do. typically like this book? Definitely fans of single daughter hockey romance. I, I yeah. mean, honestly, any even if you're a rom-com fan, like there are serious elements to this book, but there are a lot of funny scenes. So I think it would even make a realistic stretch to fans who strictly love rom-coms. If you like a character-driven story too, these are very well-developed, well-defined characters with relatable personalities. And so if you like that, like a character heavy driven story. These are fantastic. Even if you're not sure about the other tropes, if you like a really great character, I highly recommend these books um, because I've now read two of them and book three is on my Kindle because <laughs> even with 20 <laughs> checkouts from KU, I, <laughs> I had to temper myself. Um, okay. And would you recommend this book? Yes, definitely. Same here. I keep telling everybody to read it because I love it. <laughs> anyway, um, and I also want them to keep writing more. I'd also like to learn who the author is. So if you're this author duo, <laughs> feel free to email us and let us know. We'll keep your secret. <laughs> Promise. Anyway, <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks, Becky. It was so fun. <laughs> um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 